0: Hello, Sold viewers. Big Ronnie here with another Sold Stay at Home Series interview where we go into artists' homes and studios right now during the pandemic and show you how they're living, how they're working, what they're working, how they're dealing, try to get some tips out of them, see what they're listening to, all that fun stuff. You know how we do here over here at Sold. We get all up in it. Uh, before we bring in today's guest, I'd like to uh, plug our Patreon page, patreon.com magazine. Please consider supporting our endeavors as we continue to grow. And definitely go to artists' websites and web shops and take a look at what they have for sale. If you can swing it, reach out for a commission. Uh, a lot of artists are waiting for uh, their next sale right now, and they don't know where it's coming from because the gallery scene is uh, is affected. and. People getting around and selling their stuff on the street, where a lot of people would be doing it this time of year, can't do it. So try and help out the artists as, as best you can. Uh, all right, today we're going to talk to Bisco Smith. Bisco, how you doing today? I'm all right, man. Happy to be here and uh, happy to be healthy. You know. Good. Good. Same here. Now we last saw you uh, at Sold Magazine in twenty seventeen when we came into your studio for a visit that told a little of your story. Yep, I
1: remember that. Few a few studios ago.
0: Oh, was it really?
1: Yeah, yeah. You broke. Um, that was in Ridgewood, and I think that was my first studio when I moved back to New York. I'm on now my third. Is it the third third studio? from since then but this is I'm in this one for a while I got I got it to the space I need it you know
0: well I love I love we'll, we'll talk about the monochromaticness and stuff like that and hi high, know high, let, let, let's just start off you have uh, said several times in interviews that what you love is the high contrast nature of your art is this is this a really good time considering Uh, all all of the, uh, you know, abrasive opinions one way or another to feel inspired to create right now?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I made some artwork at the beginning of this whole pandemic and it was all color. And it was the first time I just put out color and explored it that deep because I felt like maybe, I don't know, I just honestly felt like using color and what used to happen is I would put a black and white piece next to anything color and it just wouldn't do it for me. Like the black and white took over. Nothing looked as dope as black and white. Nothing felt as good. And for some reason, you know, now I feel like I'm looking at color you can even see in the background. There's like some blues happening and I'm looking at that and it might be more attractive to me now and feel better to me now. And I don't know if it's pandemic or uh, my wife and I just had a son right before this pandemic. So that changed a lot in my life and, and put some light and color into life. And I'm not sure, but I'm just feeling color more now, you know?
0: Well, that, that's, that leads into one of the other questions we always ask is, you know, what are the changes during lockdown and, and what are you doing with your, your time? Are you do are we doing standard pieces, commissions? Are we working on new things? Like what's the plan over there in,
1: Um, well, when this thing started, I stayed home, like I really was home a lot. I tried to hit, well, I should say this, let me backtrack. Like we had our son in February, early February. So we were kind of locked down anyway, all through February, March came. I tried to go back to work. I started hitting the studio and then this whole thing happened. So I, I was really scared to bring anything home to my family, you know? Um, and so I stayed home for a month or six weeks or something and while I was home, I made a, a body of work that I called Sunshine and Sirens that was very colorful, was reflective of what was happening. Like, I don't know where, you, if, where you're at, but I'm sure you were feeling this, too. Like, it was so nice out, but the sirens were, like, booming. Like, the background on my window was just sirens all day. So that happened, and I was, started making works on paper, basically, like, smaller pieces. Um, and all those found homes, which I'm very fortunate for and grateful for. And, um, and I got some commissions which is why I'm back in the studio and some things for some other galleries I'm working on, you know, and as artists, man, a lot of times I think we work, I work to work. And then the money and economy and all that shit happens afterwards. So it's a good space to just be working and making things and not worry about the economy afterwards, you know? And so I'm trying to find that balance between like delivering some commissions, some gallery shit, but also just making art, you know, for the sake of making work.
0: Now it's well known that a lot of you, you know, your, your work is hip hop lyrics. Are yeah. are they mostly other people's lyrics or your no, own?
1: Ne- never other people's lyrics. I always like, I approach it. You know, I spend a lot of my life making hip hop records and freestyling, just being in that energy and, uh, Yeah, like my brain just works like that. Like I put beats on and this shit just starts talking to me. And so this whole style that I've been on for years now is like kind of just spawned from a moment of writing the freestyles that were happening in my head. And so everything is like, sometimes I premeditate it and write it out ahead of time. And if it's a commission, maybe I'm writing specifically about something. But a lot of times, man, I just get it all prepared. Like you see these blank canvases in the background. They're just waiting for my moment to feel it feel I should inspire to just put myself there to let out whatever comes out, you know.
0: What do you listen to while you're working?
1: Uh mostly beats, just all like instrumental hip hop shit. And you know, where I'm at these days, like it's weird because I just Spotify playlists, man, you know, and if some shit like hits, I'll just loop that and let that rock. Or I'll make my own beats too, like even this pandemic, I started making beats on MPC on Live and got back into that for the first part of it. And then I just fell back deep into the visual again and kept it moving there, you know?
0: Do you like the busier stuff or just straight boom bap?
1: Depends, man. Honestly, I like moody shit, you know? Like, I could take a rainy New York day and put on the right moody beats and I'm good. Like, that to me feels like... That's the best. When it's sunny out, I want, like, dub reggae on. You know what I'm saying? I want to feel like I'm on an island. But when it's rainy in in Gotham and the beats are heavy, like, that's the vibe, you know?
0: Beautiful day today. Did you get out there at all?
1: I did. I just went to Home Depot, man, and that shit is weird. Um, But, yeah, I was outside, and it's weird to be out in the city right now, you know? Like, the city's moving, and you can feel it picking up more. Um, I have a feeling we'll pick up and then reverse again, you know? But I did get outside and where we live is by Prospect Park so we've been fortunate man to be able to get out and like stroll the park and get some air you know
0: I think it's critical to get outside now even for just a walk around the block with the baby oh, and, you know yeah. just get out of your space and you know refresh the air when you open the doors and stuff like that when you get out 100%. are you guys um, how, how are you guys dealing with the lockdown are you uh, you handling it well
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, nature of this work is self-isolation kind of right. Like socially distant anyway. Um, having a baby really put us even more distant. My wife and I work together in the studio. She does the photos, the video, a lot of different work in the studio. So parenting for us is like, we're just like team working. Like we always teamwork, you know? So that's been good and, and calm and, uh, think we're doing a good job and you know if we didn't have the park man I'd probably be losing my mind but we moved to around the park like a block from the park 2 months before this hit you know so we're like exploring the park and getting nature and I I don't know if I was like cooped up in the crib or I had to walk around the block that was you know tight and busy maybe I'd feel different but the park's been a savior for sure
0: you know a lot of the people that we speak with are saying you know staying in my house is really kind of uh, my i feel
1: that i feel that though like you know it's weird you take away this pressure that you know and it's a pressure that i think we feed off of especially being here in new york like that that energy and that constant momentum of always things happening and feeling like you can go out at any time and access and do whatever to now it's like uh all right i don't have to do anything and there's something sort of I don't know. Relax. There's a relaxing time. And, you know, if we're all fortunate to be healthy, I mean, that's the thing. I just keep thinking like, you know, even if this pandemic, even if I'm stressed out about this shit, it's like, yo, like I'm healthy. My family's healthy. We got food. We got a roof. I'm making art. Thank God I'm not in like, you know, the restaurant business. And I have friends that opened major restaurants right before this shit hit. Like they're just frozen in time and I'm feeling for them, you know? So from my vantage point, like, You know, it is what it is, and yeah, it's nice to be home, and uh, I also had the baby, and that really is like, I don't even know which is which, like the pandemic or the parenting and which one is, do you know what I'm saying? Like, my life changed so drastically, and then the world changed, and I, I don't know, you know, but for me, it's almost this weird extended maternity leave, too, you know? I even got, like, the government sent me money, like they sent all of us money for a little maternity leave, so... I think the hard part, though, is not seeing like friends and family, man. That's probably I could I could live without like doing other shit. But, you know, it'd be nice to to kick it and be around people.
0: How's your wife holding up?
1: She's good, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, she, she's good. I mean, learning how to be a mother and also creating. She's she's writing. She's, you know, working on some video stuff. So she's being productive and also just enjoying motherhood, you know. And not being in the studio, like I'm the only, I'm only here solo. You know,
0: are you are you trying to be super dead where you can? What do you mean? Just helping out where
1: you can. Oh, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm home as much as possible. I mean, my schedule is like I'm like today I was up at six. I was with the baby until about one thirty, you know, and hung out with the family, and then I went to Home Depot. Now I'm here, and that's like my every day. I stay home in the morning for the first half, and if I got work, I'll come to studio until maybe I'll be here till 11 tonight or something like that. But I'm also, you know, time is fast, bro. You know, and, and like, I don't even know how, what are we in eight weeks of this thing right now? I feel like, like this is.
0: Day, it's almost day 60.
1: I mean, that's crazy. That's a, that, that to me. How do you feel? I mean, this shit went by
0: fast. I'm, I'm really surprised I'm holding up as well as I am, frankly.
1: Are you guys feeling all right over there?
0: You know, it's, uh, everybody's, everybody's safe. Everybody's healthy. We take our temperatures just to play it safe. We don't go any further than the supermarket when we have to. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't think a lot of people, I'm sorry, I know a lot of people across the country have not taken the precautionary measures of the average New Yorker right now.
1: Mm, interesting. Really? Like you're talking to people and they're just out and about living life regular?
0: Well, the other artists that we see that we've spoken to around the globe, uh, you know, a lot of their cities are already reopening. It's mm-hmm. like they, they feel like they, they beat the crest and now we're just going to see what happens next. And we really don't yeah. have a lot of data to support it. It's scary stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, wave two is coming. There's no question. I, I, I think I hope not. But it feels like that's about to happen.
0: Yeah, I missed I missed the governor's brief today. I don't know if we were under 200 daily deaths again, but it seems like New York's numbers are going continue to go down because we're taking it seriously. and yeah. the, rest of the country is going up because they're not.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, but let's talk about that. You know, you, one of the things that I was, I was doing, doing a little research on you in, in a video, you said, you know, you love the energy and the motion of New York. Yeah. So, no,
1: bro, I've thought about like this shit got me thinking about leaving, moving out of New York. You know what I mean? Because, first of all, I'm looking out my window at my neighbor's nice backyards and I'm like, fuck, dude, why don't I have a nice backyard? I can move upstate, right? But then I'm just trying to remember like, this place will move again and once it moves again it'll be as magnetic and as electric as it always is and yeah that that to me is like i, I sometimes feel like a shark you know what i mean like you just got to keep swimming and keep moving and new york is perfect for that i'm i'm not good at sitting still so i feed off that and you know every, i feel like you know i, I once you, when you leave new york i don't know how you feel but i'm just like tired man like the energy out here just keeps me so uh, like hyped up and, and charged charge to keep working and there's there's no ceiling you can achieve anything here and as creatives we can just like connect and build and create and really it's non-stop and it's as big as you want to make it and I think that's special so right now yeah like what I love about New York is not happening right now and even even like more than that what I love about New York right now is what's bad about New York like you don't I don't want to be around people you know what I mean like it's normally it's like oh, dope, look at all these different people from everywhere in the world. It's amazing. And now I'm like, oh, yo, stay away from me. Put on a mask. You're like, we're all toxic in our own sense. So it's actually really anti-New York, I'm feeling, in terms of that energy. But, you know, like, we're New York, man. We're humanity. Like, even if this is two years or three years or four years of back and forth, we'll, we'll get ahead of it for sure. I don't know how bad it will be, but, you know. Such is life, man.
0: Is any of the, the the current situation creeping into your lyrics, into your work?
1: Yeah, I mean that sunshine is the sunshine and sirens thing was a whole reflection off of what was happening. I did a whole nother body of paperwork that I'm yet to like share anything, but I will soon. And it's all more of like, uh, how do I say? It? It's like phase two of my thinking. First was like positive, then it was like, oh, this shit is crazy, and. I could feel like the strange days and like a darker period set into my mind, you know? And the work sort of reflects that. Um, But yeah, there's no way, I can't not, like all my work is so current. And I'll even like, when I do walls and some, a lot of times like, I don't even know, I mean, I know what I'm gonna paint aesthetically, but I'll wait for something to happen on the street to inform what I'm about to write, you know? So I, I can't escape reflection of the moment, for sure
0: but you're not, you're not one to intentionally keep a certain aspect of the current culture out of your work. We spoke to an artist this morning that said that they would never, uh, you know, put a, a mask on one of their their, 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 their characters, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It would just capitalize on the, on the COVID epidemic type of situation.
1: I mean, I guess that maybe how you do it, would, you, would it be capitalizing? I mean, I don't know. I feel like for me, Art is about reacting to what's happening in my mind and in the world, and and ideally, that reaction has some light in it so that that energy is reverberated in like a positive intake, right? So, if you're saying, I would say, if you're If I'm saying something, well, I don't know, man. I mean, to each his own It's art, right? Like I don't put, man, I don't do characters with masks and I don't do pop art, like people and shit. Like I wouldn't put, you know, like I'm sure someone did like a Frida Kahlo with the mask on or fucking Basquiat and Warhol with masks on. Like that shit is not what I would be doing to each his own. But that to me feels like capitalizing. But then you're already capitalizing on Basquiat and Frida Kahlo and all that other shit that you already know sells. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole but uh i think we should reflect on what's happening and also even deeper than that like his history you know you go you go to post world war you can see like where abstract expressionism came in where a lot of art movements happened post change in the world so if you're not really reflecting what's happening in the world i mean where did, what did, what context is art living and i feel you know like i would like my work in 200 years to live somewhere that is like this shit was made during the pandemic of 2020 and it reflects that and you can feel that and but that's me you know so
0: well l- let's talk about the overall feel of your work because if you look at this piece right here yeah this is one of our favorite pieces in the house we got it after the print
1: I, I love that you got that up there man thank you oh yeah
0: and it's we didn't do that just for you that's been there uh, right. well, <laughs> and when people come in <laughs> that'd be
1: house, funny if you change that out every time you spoke to someone oh no, i'd be
0: a cocky <laughs> asshole if i did yeah, that nah, i dig, i dig you know, uh, but uh, what I love about that piece here is that when people come in, they they try to read it. They make out a couple of words. Yeah. They say, what does it say? And then they know in their head the rap lyric it came from. But obviously it's not.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not from a rap lyric. It's from that's from the show, I think, at uh Manifest. Right. And it's. um. Yeah, and it's like thoughts turn to words, words turn to actions, actions turn to outcome laws of attraction. And that yeah. was just, that was the writing that I wrote while working on a body of work that, uh, yeah, it's weird. Actually, I was right before Donald Trump got elected and then the work changed. But yeah, I mean, there's something for me too that I don't like to tell all the time what the work says because I, I, I'm into that like. You know a lot of work you can just feel the aesthetic and you feel it. And I think that's level one for art is how does it feel, right? And level two is like understanding it and trying to pick it apart. And level three, you know, there's all these different levels. But layer one, if you feel it, that's great. Layer two, if you spend time with it and pick it apart and understand it, then it's gonna speak more to you. So there's these different pieces of depth versus like, you know, I'm looking at, I don't know, something else that you like you just get like right away. You get it. Okay, cool. You have a one-second interaction. Amazing. Keep it moving. I, I don't know. There's something to mystery. Maybe is is cool to me.
0: What know? I love is is every artist is different. We speak to some people that say that they want their art to be immediately recognizable if they were driving by oh, in a car. Yeah, yeah you didn't yeah. have to study it. And then there's other people that said, no, I want you to sit down with a chair in front of my shit. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, I want, I actually
1: want both, and I think like. You can look at my style and, and like see it from a passing car and say like, oh, he did that. But if you try to read the shit in the passing car, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't going to happen.
0: Well, I, I think your work, like a lot of text based artists, are, you know, the prophetic ones today because you can't always, you know, a picture tells a thousand words, but you can't always tell exactly what you're trying to convey with a picture. Totally. Like you can with words
1: yeah if I let you know what
0: it says (laughs) and
1: honestly sometimes like when this started coming out of me this style I thought if I told people what it said it would kill the vulnerability and then in turn it would make me think when I'm creating it which would be anti the whole process for me because I want a meditation I want to be in it and I don't want to think I think all day about shit so like when I'm actually painting I want the escape I want to be in the moment I don't want to think about what I did yesterday or what's happening tomorrow or in 10 minutes. I just want to be in it. So if I have to think about what I'm writing, cause I'm going to tell people, then it takes away from the whole thing. Cause then, then I can't fuck up. I'm not the best speller. Like shit comes out, you know? So that's what it started as this thing where like, I didn't want to tell anybody anything. Now, I think there's a value and I've learned the value over time to let people know what it says, because I think, if you live with a piece of work, like that piece behind you talks about laws of attraction and like this, this whole idea, if you live with that and every day you look at it and that's the quick thought you have, like, oh, that's what it makes you think about, then that is shifting your day. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't know what it says, it's a cool picture. Yep. So there's that balance, you know? Well,
0: I, I think your work is, and I'm, I'm only loosely comparing the two styles, but I think your work is akin to a stencil artist in that so much time goes into the preparation before the, the paint actually hits the canvas. Yeah,
1: that's a good way to put it, man. That,
0: that by the time you get up there, you're, you're swinging, you're swinging for the fences. You're, you're up there. Like you, you did 50 of these. Sure. Totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, it depends on that style. Yes. Abstract more layered style, not so much, but yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time prepping, stretching, wrapping, shooting, a lot of energy goes into the pieces, other than just the actual act of putting those brushstrokes onto it, you know? But those brushstrokes also, like, I've been practicing that shit almost my whole life, so it, now it's just second nature to to do that, you know?
0: What, what hopes would you say you have for, <clears throat> you know, the art scene, the community, the galleries coming out of this pandemic? I, I don't wanna uh, assume that we can all do the same thing and make whole anything better other than taking care of ourselves. But what do you think might might shake up the scene or be good for the scene about this?
1: I don't know, man. That's a good question. It's something I've not considered. What would be good? I mean, maybe we... Here's one thing, I and I don't know if it's good or, good or bad or just a reflection, but a lot of shit is going virtual right now, right? There's these virtual galleries, and it, I just don't feel it. And I think a lot of people don't feel it. And and it's a good way to show work and stuff but you, the soul is gone and maybe we'll appreciate the soul of actually physically being in spaces and you know as we move we move more and more into a tech world and everything's behind glass and these screens and shit for us you know we we're, we gather we appreciate the arts but i think even beyond us just the there's certain things you can't replicate, and that's like soul of being around people, soul of seeing the brushstrokes, soul of the work, and and everything that builds around that. So maybe we'll appreciate things more. Maybe people will reflect more. I I don't know, man. I don't. I also see like us going completely virtual because I don't. I I'm like I'm like anti FaceTime until this whole shit, and now I'm on Zoom every other day, and I'm comfortable with it. So it's cracked my like shell of this kind of communication which mm-hmm. in turn is cracking the shell into like a deeper tech tech world and uh so uh, i see
0: it a little i see it a little different i see it as uh the difference between a drum machine and a real drum kit for mm-hmm. your, they're both going to get the job done one's going to have a little more soul one's going to have a little bit more feel one you're going to be able to ident- hopefully immediately identify and connect to but that yeah. doesn't mean the other one's bad and you may not want to turn up the fidelity on it yeah go ahead yeah. after the after the lockdown so i think the virtual even though you may not be the ideal customer for it yeah well yeah, totally. the this there could be a huge what if what if every millennial preferred it well then we're. Going uh, to look i mean
1: it. i agree bro i i think that's for me but yeah, like you can go tour a gallery through virtuals, amazing. And if, if you got the Oculus joints and you're actually walking through it, I mean, that's incredible. And I, I think we're moving. I mean, you and I could build a 10-story gallery digitally, spend nothing except programming money, and then have the biggest exhibitions in the world and get 7 million people to walk through it on a Tuesday night if we push it like that because it's virtual, right? Sounds good. So, Next Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Alright, cool. <laughs> Ten stories, seven million people. That's it. I mean But you know what I'm saying, like look at what are you familiar with the Swiss Beats thing that they're doing? Like him and Timberland did the versus shit and they just had like a billion impressions on the, the Badu and Jill Scott. I mean no, a, we watched
0: we watched every second of it. We loved it.
1: I missed that one, but like a fucking billion people, man. A billion impressions. Like yeah. that's incredible. You can't get that in a physical space. But you also can't feel it the same way. I don't know. I so I, yeah. I don't know. Negative, positive. Who knows, man? I I I guess I just hope like humanity. Th- I hope these waves don't get too big. Like I hope this is the biggest wave that rolls through, and we all are smart. And you know, the world doesn't roll with you know like the Spanish flu, like another wave where we're really fucked. You know.
0: Yeah, I hope the same thing, but. Bisco, that was a very quick 25 minutes, and I think I'm going to wrap it up here before people's cool. attention span start dropping. I really appreciate the time. I look forward to yeah, seeing, uh, seeing you on the other end. I want you to say hi to uh, say hi to Matt and everybody and everybody. I will, for sure. Know, just, uh, just, just keep your head up, play with that baby, and uh, sure. you know, uh, the, oh, hopefully the baby never knows about any of this crazy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, born into a pandemic. Well, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you guys setting it up and just... Keep keeping the light shining on the artwork and the artists and the community. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys when this is all over and stay safe, stay healthy and stay sane, man. You know, uh, I'll see you on the other side for sure.
0: Keep painting brother. We'll be there.
1: All right. Cool, man. Thank you.